It's another Tuesday evening here on twitch.tv slash love wrestling ca the home of turnbuckle talk i am your host carl carafel and it is a pleasure to have each and every one of you checking out this program we're looking at episode 281 right now entitled power shift so there is a lot that has happened this last week in the world of professional wrestling. Some good, some bad, some maybe slightly controversial as well. I'm going to get this out of the way first off. If you don't know by now, Vince McMahon has retired. We might cover this a little bit more later on in the show. But this is quite a controversial take for a lot of people on social media. From people praising to people denouncing. It has been a plethora of differences on this news. But there has been a power shift within the company that we will talk about later on in the program. I have a few things to cover today because there has been a lot that has happened. Ring of Honor made its return to pay-per-view under the ownership of Tony Khan, the owner of AEW. That's right. SummerSlam, sorry, the SummerSlam is coming up very, very soon as well. And we have an updated card to go over. Tony Khan, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and what can happen in the future? all things that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk first off about this death before dishonor pay-per-view that happened. So again, you want to talk about some controversy between the internet wrestling community? This was just that. I've seen high praise online for this show. I have as well seen a little bit of disdain during this pay-per-view. And it troubles me a little bit because it's professional wrestling. Isn't that what we're all here for? Isn't that what we want? We want professional wrestling. And even though things have not gone the way that you expected them to, there's not much you can do about it, is there? You can try to go online and spew whatever type of bullshit you want. At the end of the day, does it really matter? Does it really 
matter. I enjoyed this pay-per-view. I enjoyed this show. I have always been a fan of Ring of Honor. Just like I have always been a fan of Impact Wrestling. The NWA. The companies that are not necessarily in competition with the conglomerate, but are more so there to give us a good show. You can see behind me on my wall, I have some show posters. Uh, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is another one of those companies that is out there that puts on a good show, an entertaining show. And that's what I'm in, in it for. I am in it to be entertained. Maybe not to the point where some people believe it should all be a sports entertainment type of atmosphere. But any way you slice it, it's entertaining. I take New Japan Pro Wrestling, for example. New Japan really does a very good job at making professional wrestling feel like a legitimate sport. And it is so damn entertaining. Death Before Dishonor 2022 had four matches on the pre-show. I'll go through those quickly here. Colt Cabana defeating Anthony Henry, who had J.D. Drake in their corner. The Trust Busters. Ari Davari and Slim J defeated the Shinobi Shadow Squad of Cheeseburger and Eli Isom. Cheeseburger is another fantastic worker. Uh, not your typical muscle-headed, muscle-bound uh, star, but somebody who is thinner than a beanpole, but can entertain and put on a good show. The Embassy. Brian Cage, and the Gates of Agony, Jasper Kahn, and Toa Leona, with, yes, this is something different, with Prince Nana, defeated Alex Zane, Christian Blake, and Tony Deppin. In a very solid matchup, I was very much so enjoying that match. And then Allison Kay was defeated by probably one of the fastest rising stars that we can talk about right now in women's professional wrestling, Willow Nightingale, who has worked for numerous different companies, whether it's companies up in Canada or whether it's companies in the States like AEW doing stuff with Dark and Dark Elevation or Rampage. NWA. She's been all over the place and is really making a fantastic name for herself. And I am excited to see what more is going to come from Willow Nightingale. Those were your four pre-show matchups. Ring of Honor then transitions over to the pay-per-view and started things off with a bang. Now, some say that this was the wrong move 
But thankfully, they explained it well enough that I was okay with it. So we had Claudio Castagnoli with William Regal, obviously, taking on Jonathan Gresham, the champion for the ROH World Championship. Now, where the issue comes in is that people were saying that this should not have been the first match. This should have been the main freaking event. Well, when you have workers and matches that are absolutely amazing, it's hard to really choose the main event. Although I personally believe your world championship should always be your main event. Tony Khan didn't see it that way. And there was actually a co-main event, they called it. And there was apparently a coin toss or a coin flip to determine which two matchups would be the actual main event. So the ROH World Championship lost that coin toss and became the curtain jerker, the opener. But I'm not upset about that. We actually saw Claudio win the ROH Heavyweight Championship to a lot of dismay to a lot of people, I guess. Um... A lot of people looking at this and going, of course, this is how we're going to open the show. Tony Khan is just going to be, uh, you know, giving the best of the best to his AEW stars. Well, maybe not so much. It appears, though, that Jonathan Gresham had an issue. Now, we're still working on details. We're still waiting for really everything to come out and everything to uh, really be told in this story but Jonathan Gresham has asked for his release from his AEW and Ring of Honor contract it kind of comes as a surprise uh, considering Jonathan Gresham really has done a lot for the ROH championship in not necessarily in really keeping it a household name type of situation, but really defending the championship, even though it's the company was, was really in limbo. He still took that championship and defended it all over the world. Obviously he was going to keep the championship until ring of honor was actually reborn. I didn't expect him to lose that championship at the very first show and start of the reincarnation of Ring of Honor. What does that mean for Jonathan Gresham? Well, if they do grant him his release, I, I believe that we're going to see him go and make his way over to Impact Wrestling because, well, his wife is over there, Jordan Grace. And what better way for them to keep their connection than to both be working in the same company? 
After that, we had The Righteous, consisting of Vincent, Bateman, and Dutch. Your current ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Champions taking on Dalton Castle and the boys. The boys are back, and Dalton Castle is as well, and I love that. I've always been a fan of Dalton Castle's work and the situations that he has had with the boys, whether it has been uh, good situations or whether it has been kind of rocky at times, they always seem to come out and put on a good show. And we actually saw Dalton Castle and the boys defeat the righteous and become the new Ring of Honor world six-man tag team champions very cool very neat i'm happy with it wheeler yuda the champion with ring of honors pure championship took on daniel garcia of the jericho appreciation society from AEW championship was on the line in the pure wrestling rules. Great matchup. This match only went 15 minutes and 55 seconds. It felt like it was half an hour, but in a good way, in a very good way. Wheeler Yuta retaining the ROH Pure Championship. And I think we're going to continue to see Wheeler as the champion for quite a while. A brother versus brother singles matchup. We had Roosh defeating Dragon Lee. In another amazing contest, the, the, these two whether they have worked together or whether they have worked singles are always fantastic. I would have taken Roosh to win this just as he did. Uh, Roosh really seems to have been on, on quite a high lately and it's fantastic to see the ring of honor women's world championship was on the line as Serena Deeb took on Mercedes Martinez, Mercedes being the current champion and retaining that championship as well. What's interesting to me about this matchup is that Mercedes Martinez won this matchup by submission, which is something that I didn't think that we would see Serena Deeb do. The professor, Serena Deeb. Somebody who has worked in the wrestling business for a very long time, knows the in and outs of the business, inside the ring, outside of the ring, and is just a technical workhorse, actually submitted. I don't know if I'm okay with that, but I'm going to have to be because I can't change the decisions from here. The World Television Championship 
was on the line as well in a contest between Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. Two guys who really know each other and have worked against each other quite a bit throughout the years of Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe retaining that championship. And then the longest match of the night, which we knew was going to be long. We knew it was going to be 43 minutes and 25 seconds. A two out of three falls matchup for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Your main event for the evening. Your champions, FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Taking on the Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark Briscoe. I th- there's there's really not much I can say about this match except go find it and watch it. This is professional wrestling. This is tag team professional wrestling at its finest. FTR retaining the ROH World Tag Team Championships. And I am happy about it. And I'm happy about it because this means that we are going to get more from these two. That's fantastic. <laughs> This, like I said, was a great show from start to finish. I enjoyed it greatly. And if you guys have not seen it yet, go and see it. Just go and see it. And enjoy the professional wrestling. Before we move on to our next topic, I'm going to take just a momentary break. Have a drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. And let you guys hear from one of our sponsors. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Welcome back, and as you just heard, my good buddy Al Snow created Color and Elbow Brand, an amazing clothing company for professional wrestling fans. Go and check it out, colorandelbowbrand.com. While you're there, use the promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off your entire purchase. Remember, anything that you do purchase there while you use that promo code and you save, the program actually gets a little bit of a kickback 
and we get to continue to bring you amazing content like this every week. We're going to move on to SummerSlam right now. Or as Bret Hart would say, the SummerSlam. I'm hoping that maybe decisions have been taken a look at. And that maybe things will be different, I guess we could say. As we mentioned at the top of the program, Vince McMahon has retired. Which means that if the new heads of the company really wanted to, they could totally flip, turn upside down this card and this premiere live event from the WWE. So I'm going to start at the bottom from the card that I have here and work my way up to what I believe is going to be the main event of the show. First off, and in no disqualification tag team matchup, we're going to have the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray. First off, congratulations to Ray Mysterio on 20 years with the WWE. A fantastic feat, 20 years. Thank you for what you've done for the company. They will be taking on the Judgment Day consisting of Damian Priest and Finn Balor, who will have Rhea Ripley ringside. That, I think, is going to be a fantastic matchup. And I think we may see a little bit of a heel turn at this show. And I'm just going to leave it at that, because I want you all to go and watch this show. I think that we're going to see a little bit of a turn. A matchup that really I don't care about. I could give two shits about this matchup, even though one of the competitors inside of this match, I love. I love The Miz. I have from the beginning. Even when he was fumbling his words, he has really grown into an amazing entertainer. He's going to be taking on YouTube sensation, I guess, maybe social media sensation, Logan Paul. We've seen Logan Paul in the WWE before, and we've uh, we've kind of witnessed a little bit of what he can do. I'm just I'm hoping for the best with this, but I'm not expecting anything out of this. We have a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship where we have Bianca Belair, your current champion, taking on Becky Lynch. To this, all I'm going to say is that, once again, Becky Lynch is in the limelight. I'm going to leave it at that. We have just a regular singles matchup happening. We have Riddle taking on Seth freaking Rollins. I'm actually excited for this matchup. Although I think it's time that Seth Rollins maybe takes a little bit of a step back. Uh, 
let some other people kind of come in and uh, take a shine. Maybe this is where that happens. Maybe what we're going to see is a shine coming to Riddle. I hope so. I hope so. I was not a fan of Riddle in the very beginning. I really wasn't. Again, another MMA star coming into the world of professional wrestling and um, trying to make everybody care about this competitor. I wasn't a fan at the beginning. Corporate Joe, if you're listening, I'm a fan now. <laughs> Believe that, bud. I'm a fan now. A matchup that so this, this this next matchup can really go either way. We have a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, where we have current champion Liv Morgan. Oh my heart. Yes, Liv Morgan is the champion taking on Ronda Rousey. This can go one of two ways. Ronda Rousey is just going to come in and absolutely demolish in a squash match, Liv Morgan, to regain that championship. Or the way that I hope it's going to go is that Liv Morgan puts up a good fight and retains that championship. We have just seen Liv Morgan get her side plates for that championship. And that was a worry that I had for a little while. Not seeing Liv Morgan with custom side plates really had me worried that they were just going to be having her drop this title to Ronda Rousey. Now that she actually has those side plates, I am a lot more hopeful tag team matchup for the undisputed wwe tag team championships we are going to have the usos jimmy and jay uso the current champions taking on the street profits angelo dawkins and montez ford we have seen great matches from these two teams in the past and i'm actually excited for this what i'm not really sure about and what i'm not really excited about is jeff jarrett as the guest referee production putting up comments here it's the absolute legend himself oh good evening to you too my bearded brother Pluggo coming in here. I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you so much. We just talked about death before dishonor. And we're now talking about SummerSlam, just about through the SummerSlam card before we move on. I'm excited for this tag team matchup, this tag team matchup itself. We've seen before, but I think we're going to see great things coming of this. And I understand a special guest referee uh, maybe being needed. But if Jeff Jarrett is not going to be continuing 
to do things on screen, then I'm not understanding why it needed to be Jeff Jarrett. Either way, that's what we've got. Either way, that's what we've got. I'm a fan of Jeff Jarrett. I love Jeff Jarrett. I always have. I, I, I was always a fan of Double J. I am not a country music fan, but I would listen to, uh, you know, like, like Jeff Jarrett all the time with my baby tonight. Although we do know that, uh, you know, that really wasn't Jeff Jarrett, but I always listened to that anyways, because it was associated with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Plugo says nothing about this makes any sense. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. Like I said, Plugo, um, if, if this is going to turn into a reoccurring role of Jeff Jarrett on my television, then I'm okay with that. They're starting a program and setting something up. I get it. But if this is a one and done type of situation, because Jeff Jarrett is a uh, backstage management person, then it makes no sense. The WWE United States Championship has been a topic of conversation for a lot of people as well as the Intercontinental Championship. Because people are looking at these championships and going, they're really not meaning very much. There's no build for them. They just seem very, very secondary to whatever main program is going on. And while it is a secondary championship, the intercontinental and even for 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 its own for its own part the united states championship were like a stepping stone they were they were that 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 step before getting your opportunity at the world championship that's something that seems to be very lost on the WWE right now. But that could change, as we'll hear about in just a little bit. But we're going to have Bobby Lashley, the champion, taking on Theory. Again, yes. But I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. A match that I'm very much so okay with as well is this next one. It is just a simple singles matchup with Happy Corbin. Please, for the love of God, I need Baron Corbin back. I am over this Happy Corbin shit. I need Baron Corbin. Please. That's, 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 please. Please don't, don't drop happy and not replace it with Baron. 
like they did to theory with uh, Austin theory. Like, like, please, no, 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 no. This is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. Little tangent there, sorry. The lone wolf. But please don't let it be the lone wolf Corbin. Let it be the lone wolf Baron Corbin. That name Baron has always kind of been synonymous with with people of of like people of power, people of of history, you know, like we that that that's just what we need, like that name Baron. I don't know. The Red Baron. Right? Baron von Raschke. That name Baron just exudes strength and power when you hear it. As opposed to just Corbin. I digress. This matchup is going to take place with Corbin, Happy Corbin, and Pat McAfee. Yes, commentator Pat McAfee, who has shown us before that he can actually work and wrestle as he has had matchups in the WWE in the past. NXT, he's been down there and had some great matchups as well. I'm looking forward to this matchup. And your main event of the evening is a last man standing matchup. For the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. In his corner will be Paul Heyman as the champion Roman Reigns takes on Brock Lesnar. Hey, Plugo, I agree with this. Patty Mac, future Universal Champ. I agree with that. Yes, I would be okay with that. Not right now, I wouldn't be. Because we've got two two competitors here right now in this main event that are bona fide monsters. Like legitimate monsters. And I can't see Pat McAfee up against either one of these two right now. But if something happens and the winds of change come about and both of them are are, are out of the picture and we've got like maybe a Finn Balor or an AJ Styles back as champion, I could see Pat McAfee definitely running with that. This last man standing match, I think, is going to be absolutely insane. And I love that they made it a last man standing matchup, which means that we could have the match happen essentially anywhere inside this building. Anywhere. And I'm okay with that. I want to see these two just bludgeon each other the best they know how. That's your card. That is your card for SummerSlam. For the SummerSlam. 
July 30th, happening in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Now, I talked earlier in the program about Tony Khan, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. Before we get to the nuts and bolts of that, we are definitely going to take another quick momentary break here to talk about one of our other amazing sponsors as I take another drink from my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com And my name is Carl Carafel and welcome back to this edition of Turnbuckle Talk here as part of Love Wrestling on twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca as we go live every Tuesday. Depending on my shoot job, it is either 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time like today or 8.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for joining me here and thank you to all of you that are listening to this in podcast form or watching this back after the live show i appreciate you all and i welcome your comments and your feedback on the program you're seeing today so we talked a little bit about changes that are happening changes that are coming and before i talk about tony hunter and steph we need to get this news out of the way immediately. So, everybody probably hears that buzzing. Put my cell phone down over there because that's what's causing it a little bit of interference, and I apologize for that. So, with the retirement of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, we now have co CEOs of the company being Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon. Hey, it's Ed. Ed, my friend, how are you? I'm excited for you to be here. Thank you so much. I'm I'm talking right now a little bit about this power shift that is happening within the conglomerate known as the WWE. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming by. So Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon are the co-CEOs of the company. 
This is huge. This is absolutely huge. Now, again, there's controversy surrounding this. I, and, 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 and I want to bring this up because this is, uh, I, I found this quite humorous, actually. So somebody had posted their conspiracy theory on this entire situation, claiming that they believe it was Nick Khan who brought out the information in regards to what Vince McMahon had done to oust him from the company. Because Nick wants full control of the company. And now it has been welcomed back, Stephanie, as well as Triple H. Triple H is the executive vice president of talent relations once again. And newly within the last day or so has been announced as the head of creative. So what does that mean? That means that Triple H has now uh, taken over the role of Vince McMahon in the creative department. Essentially, everything funnels down and through Triple H before being given the green or the red light. So now the little bit of conspiracy that comes in with this from this person, they said that they believe that Nick Khan has some dirt on Stephanie and some dirt on Triple H and that it's only going to be a matter of time before this all comes out as well because that would mean with him being at the top as the co-CEO that he would have to take control CEO-ship and take over everything that Triple H is now doing as well. Yes, it's an absolutely ridiculous, far-fetched conspiracy theory. But I'm a conspiracy theorist type of person. I love hearing that shit. Absolutely crazy. But never say never in the world of professional wrestling. So something that I found interesting to point out here as well, I need to find it again here. Where did I see it? Ah, Maybe I saw it somewhere else and not this article that I'm reading here. No, it's right there. Bruce Pritchard is actually going to remain part of WWE Creative. But he is going to have to be reporting to Triple H or Paul Levesque. Whatever you want to call him, whatever you want to say. Production putting up this comment here. Triple H being the head of creative is great. But remember that WWE will still cater to the largest possible audience, which is the casuals and not the hardcore fan base. 
But that being said, I still think there's going to be a lot of fun things to see going forward. But changes will likely be slower than people imagine. That coming from my good friend, Ed. I agree with that, Ed. This is not going to be an overnight change. People were actually expecting this to be an overnight change come yesterday. Yesterday, Monday Night Raw, with the new people at the helm, really seemed like just another typical Monday Night Raw, to be honest. There really wasn't anything earth-shattering in the way of a change when it came to Monday Night Raw. So I think that what we're going to be seeing is a very slow burn when it comes to changes moving forward. It's very interesting to note here as well that with these changes, we have heard in the past before where Triple H has actually said he'd be interested in working partnerships. And we have seen that in the past when it comes to some of the uh, companies over in Europe that they have worked with, you know, whether it's Defy or any of those other companies. Now we've got Tony Khan chiming in here. That's right. Tony Khan the owner of AEW, the owner of Ring of Honor right now as well. He's got something to say as well. So now Tony Khan and AEW have worked with companies throughout the wrestling world, including like New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Game Changer Wrestling, Rev Pro, AAA, and more. Impact, they've done stuff with Impact as well. Vince rarely did stuff like that. Triple H proved to be open to it when he was uh, working uh, and running NXT. So, this is a quote from Khan. It said, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I would certainly be open to talk with pretty much any wrestling promotion in the world about how to work together. If the circumstances are right. Tony says we've worked with, I would say in terms of securing footage or providing talent with probably a dozen companies around the world, including ring of honor before I was the owner and they were owned by Sinclair. I'd like to think, that was positively received by them. And we did things to help them out when they were in tough times. And I think that goodwill helped us in the sale process as well. So he was asked about Vince and the retirement to which he said, I believe there are a lot of great wrestling fans all over the world who follow pro wrestling closely. And there have been shakeups. I've definitely followed that promotion since I was a small kid. And it will be interesting to see how things turn out in the world of pro wrestling. 
I'm a big fan of pro wrestling all over the place. Not just AEW, not just Ring of Honor. We work with New Japan Pro Wrestling and a lot of other great companies all over the world. We'll see what's to be held for the future of the professional wrestling business, but I'm glad that AEW and ROH are a huge part of that. So the way that all of this reads to me is that Tony Khan, while he believes that this is going to be a great situation, doesn't believe that a partnership with the WWE may be something that's in the cards right now. But he is very hopeful, just like the rest of us are very hopeful, as we have always been hopeful that the conglomerate the WWE, the WWF, however you know them, World Wrestling Federation, World Wrestling Entertainment, the global leader in sports entertainment for over 50 years, I believe, is in very good hands. I hope all of you feel the same. I hope all of you feel that, yes, yes, the WWE is in good hands and that it will continue to live, continue to survive, and continue to thrive for the betterment of professional wrestling. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Turnbuckle Talk entitled The Power Shift. I appreciate all of you. And remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns. And Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com.